Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Dashback. And I'm Vince, the lovable stoner. And this week, we're going to be talking about the Suicide Squad. You're goddamn right we are. And we almost have no news, so we're going to jump straight into that shit here in just a second. But before we do, uh, I would like to thank Alex for having me at his house today. You are very welcome. I'm glad you paid the cover fee. Uh, yeah, uh, Alex is, of course is I had to generous, put, and I only had to pay a uh, $30 cover fee, even though it is a Wednesday night. I'd have to put X's on your hand because you didn't bring your ID. No, I didn't think I was going to need one to get in, uh, so I'm drinking seltzer water instead of beer like I usually would. The management here is really strict on these kinds of things, so it's fine. It's I fair. think you wanted the X's on your hand because you're a massive 303 fan. <laughs> uh, tell your boyfriend if he says he's got beef. Uh, is this is now a 303 podcast. Yeah, we only talk about 303, the weird Colorado's finest act. Uh, how do you classify that band, Alex? Uh, terrible. I don't know. Like what? God awful. What genre are the Beatles? <laughs> Everybody called them pop, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so 303 is pop. Is that what you're saying? 303 kiss kiss FM. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Uh, fair enough. Uh, the one cool thing I think that we saw this week, uh, Why the Last Man finally launched a trailer at yeah. long fucking last. Uh, it was something that, like, I think you and I just thought it would never happen in a million years. Yeah. And we've talked about it before, but, like, I know we're both excited. It is, yeah, uh, like, it, it could make the case for being my favorite graphic novel series of all time. Uh, it's it's incredible. It's still my favorite, even though Saga is absolutely amazing. Wise to my favorite work by Brian Vaughn uh, of all time. Oh, wow. Uh, I have the absolute editions of Why Last Man, and they're some of the most beautiful books that I've ever read. But but so, I think Saga is better for me. Okay, so... Just saying. Uh, the series is coming out September? September something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's going to be on FX on Hulu. I'm yep. not sure. I'm still not sure if that airs on FX normal or not. It does. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think of the trailer? Could have used more Yorick. Could have uh, explained what was actually happening a little better, I thought. Because um, I think that if you know the story, you're you're bought in. Yeah. You don't need to tell me. But I don't know that it clearly said what was really happening. I'll say this. As someone that – I never thought about that. As someone that knew the story, I absolutely like, love the trailer. Like yeah, the casting oh, seemed – from the trailer alone, but the casting seemed very on point for, for every major role. It. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we haven't seen them act yet. We've just seen, you know, snippets True. for 10 seconds. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it just looked so well done. Uh, I, I think the hardest role, obviously, maybe not obviously, but I think York is going to be the hardest role because you have to play like someone who's cunning, but also just a doofus at the same time, but very earnest. Like, yeah. it, it's not an easy role to capture. What's the What's the actor's name? I don't know. It there was uh, What's-His-Face, who was the Flash uh, no, not the Flash. No, it was the. Uh, oh I, my God, I, Ezra Miller okay. did a terrible. Job. Did you see? I love that. Okay, hold on. Oh, 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 we're gonna get there. Uh, okay, you know the movie The Lobster. Yes. The movie. The that, phenomenal film. Yes. The Lobster. The movie that filmmaker made after The Lobster, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Did, did you ever watch that movie? I never did see Killing of okay. a Sacred Deer. Okay. Well, it's the guy. It's the. 
person that plays the foil to Colin Farrell's character in that movie. Oh, great. That's super... Yeah. yeah. Super... Oh, that's a long fucking way to go for... We could have... We've got our yeah. phones right in front yeah. of us. Alex is on a computer. We could have easily looked it's up. It's true, but I'm not going to. No. Yeah, yeah. I refuse at this point. Because I also wasn't stoked with his casting, so uh, I'm happy with the current casting for this person's name who I don't know. Cool. I don't recognize. Uh, yeah, he looks great in the role. He yeah. looks like you work in the comics. And we got to see Ampersand, too, as well. We did, a few times, I think. Yeah. Uh, now, how mad will you be if this show gets to, like, I th- I could say you could probably tell, tell the entire arc in four and five seasons. Uh, Honestly, if you're if you're press three, four, yeah. I think is, is minimum. How mad will pressed. you be if they cut the scene of York revealing his, his lighter, his fuck communism lighter? Oh. Uh. I mean, we need to bring Preacher into this other universe. Yeah, I right? agree. Yeah. 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 Doesn't he mention, doesn't he name drop the mm-hmm. comic? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. All uh, the great comics out there name drop anything from Garth <laughs> It's true. <laughs> uh, but that's really, yeah, the only bit of news. Uh, they're smaller stuff like the Bad Batch card for season two. Yeah. Uh, Doom Patrol teaser dropped today. And there's some new footage in there for the upcoming season but it's like quick like one second clips uh or one second shots before it moves on yeah we got we got a release date for it on hbo max which is fun it's exciting mm-hmm. we're all gonna watch it we're gonna love it okay so you ready to talk about suicide squad then God or the it, suicide squad fucking ready to talk about okay the suicide squad uh like we talked about last episode this might have been one or both of ours most anticipated film of this year what hero did you want to see more than any- – before we get into it, what hero did you want to see more than anybody else? Uh, before anyone else, I probably want to see more Captain Boomerang. Yeah. 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 I, I want to see more of the detachable kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's uh, – as someone that really thought that Jack Courtney was underrated in, in the original Suicide Squad Captain Boomerang – like, I know everyone loved Harley, and for good reason, because Margot Robbie was fantastic, and is fantastic in that role. I really thought Captain Boomerang was great in the first Suicide Squad film. Was it the same casting? Yeah. Yeah, same oh, guy. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes what happened so much better. Let's mm-hmm. let's dive into the first few scenes here. So, spoilers for the Suicide Squad. Nailed that part. Uh, uh, it opens on, uh, hello, I'm Johnny Cash, yeah. which I fucking love. I love that whole record, the Folsom Prison record. Absolutely great, and a great way to start an entire fucking film franchise where the whole thing is people are trying to get out of fucking yeah. prison. And as we've seen from Guardians 1 and Guardians 2, I feel like there is some expectations with James Gunn involving the soundtrack in a major yes, film. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, highlights from this for me included Johnny Cash, the Fratellis, and the Pixies. Uh, for me, the highlight, uh, I loved the Fratellis and Pixies as well. Hey. But for me, the highlight was the Jim Carroll band. Yeah. Uh, which uh, didn't expect that. Do you know? I love that song too. It's just a fantastic, uh, all right, amazing song. But J- Jim Carroll uh, was in the Jim Carroll band. Obviously, he was also a poet. But do you know what he's probably most well known for? Hit me. Did you ever see the movie The Basketball Diaries with Leonardo DiCaprio and no, Mark so Wahlberg? He's not the most famous for that, then I guess. No, but <laughs> DiCaprio's character is based off J- Jim Carroll. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, which is an amazing movie, and you definitely should watch it. Okay. Is there uh, basketball in it? Yes, but I it, watch it, it is not like it is a tragic basketball movie. It, it is like the uh, it is like the Ben Affleck alcoholic basketball coach movie, but even more tragic. I was going to say, is it sadder than Hoop Dreams? Uh, 
it's it's dark and it's messed up. Oh like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Um, holy shit! I was just so happy to see all of these fucking okay weird characters right off of the game. Yeah, we start with Michael Rooker, and we, we don't know really any of their abilities or, or powers at all. We're never given that. Like as we meet the team, no, no, no. Which is fine. I'm just excited to meet new people. You know, I'm I'm a very personable guy. Yeah, it's just your life motto. I just want to meet as many new folks as I can on this crazy journey that we're on. Yeah, I mean, we see on the ship, we see uh, they board to go to their mission. Uh, Rick Flagg is leading the team uh, from yes, the first. Yes, that Joel Kinnaman. Yes, and uh, Joel Kinnaman is incredible. Like he, he's great he's in, so uh, in everything he, he's in. Uh, we have Harley again and Captain Boomerang from the first team. Oh, we've got uh, Javelin, who's but, new. Yeah, uh, Javelin played by Fula Borgberg, whatever his name is. Uh, that sounds Swedish, and that looks yeah. correct. Uh, we have Weasel played by Sean Gunn. Yep. Uh, Excellent addition. I was so excited to see him. Uh, TDK by Nathan Fillion. Yep. Uh, we have Pete Davidson playing himself. Uh, <laughs> What's his character's name? I cannot remember for the life of me. Uh, I will. I will look it up real quick. Uh, we have. Mongol as well. Yep. Uh, Mongal. Mongal. Uh, Pete Davidson was Blackguard. Uh, Blackguard. And I think that's the entire team that was on the ship. Um, Yeah. And and, and Michael Worker's character, Salvatore, whatever his name was. Uh, They they really only gave him a last name. Yeah. Which might be Uh, the way in the comic books. I don't know. But yeah. uh, So they're going to, there's an island nation where where the president and the family was really was recently hung. There's been a coup, and so that nation was out of the U.S. And the Suicide Squad is going down there to take over the Rogue Nation. Yes, uh, they're going there to overtake the former uh, Nazi base. Uh, so I love that in almost all these superheroes, there's still like weird Nazi ties, mm-hmm. even in present day. Gotta love. Uh, so they get there. Uh, Blackguard Pete Davidson betrays them. Uh, and actually, what happens first is they all jump out of the ship, and Weasel drowns. Because Jack could swim. And Weasel, we should say, is just a giant weasel. He, he, yeah. He's a giant humanoid he's, weasel combination. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with no ability to speak words. Or he's a dog. Or a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in those early scenes, too, Harley's great, like in, uh, in the helicopter. Uh, I, I thought that the... Uh, was it uh, Javelin? Javelin, yeah. And uh, Pete Davidson's character interacted yeah. really hysterically yeah. on the plane. Uh, it, it was all but great. Like Pete Davidson couldn't buckle his seatbelt. <laughs> it was great <laughs> too because like that scene set up the stuff with like women and accents because Holly liked Javelin because he had an accent, <laughs> which sets up stuff later on. Uh, but. So they ain't got no accents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she says in the most. Like, I know. Yeah, the Queen's accent, like possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I thought all that was great. Uh, but like Weasel drowned, so we're off to a terrible start for the Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah, but let's back up a second because we get one of my favorite lines of the entire film uh, from <laughs> from fucking Harley. She got she got road rage in a bank. That's how she ended up back in prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now she starts off by saying, "Sorry, I'm late. I had to take a number two And then somebody asked why she was here. I got road rage in a prison. The first two lines, both bangers. Yeah, perfect. Margot Robbie in this role is she's tapped in. Yeah, yeah, she's I, I agree. Dialed yeah. in she, to the Harley. I mean, she, she's always she's always done great, and she did in Suicide Squad. She was great in Birds of Prey as well. Uh, 
She was the highlight. If you listen, go back and listen to our episode of Birds of Prey for me. She was the best part of that film, other than Black Mask. Uh, I know. I I love Huntress in that movie as well. Uh, Because you think that Mary Louise is beautiful. Mary, oh, she's fine for what she is, but it's more the fact that she had no social skills because she had just been raised to kill people her entire life and didn't know how to interact with people. But anyways. I see Mary Louise Parker. Yeah. yeah, we're going to talk about weeds. That show died for me the After moment two. they burned aggressive to the ground. Actually, I will say that. I'll take it back because they did have one, my, my favorite band of all time do a cover of their theme song and th- they won me back. Fair enough. Anyways, this is now a weeds podcast. Oh, God, please no. Uh, but. RIP U turn. Uh, wow. W- w- what a callback. <laughs> Uh, so they get to the island. Blackguard Pete Davidson betrays them immediately. Uh, tells them that uh, says that he brought them here, warned them, and then what happens is he gets killed by the by the military. He literally gets his face. Yeah. there's a single shot fired at him, and it shoots his entire face off. Yes, this movie we should say is rated R yeah. and, and, and well earned. Hyper violent. Yes, uh, this is more violent than any other comic book film I've ever seen. Deadpool. It is more violent than any other comic book movie I've seen, bar none. This movie makes Deadpool look like it's a PG, bordering on PG-13 film in the opening sequence. Tell me any moment in Deadpool that is as violent as this opening sequence. When Wade has his little hand and he's showing blind Al. Incorrect. What about Logan when he dies? Yeah, incorrect. Holy shit, let's start getting into the depth. Yeah, yeah. Because this is okay. a decoy squad. Yeah. Which, I don't know how, like, you They're feel. Literally a suicide but, like, squad. we talked about. Because uh, Amanda Waller is thin. Amanda Waller is a terrible, terrible person. Uh, she has this plan to send this decoy squad without letting them know that, that, that they were a decoy squad, basically sent to die so her other squad could get in. But before we talk about the B team squad or the A team squad, we want to label, label it. Uh,. I felt terrible for Joel Kinnaman because, like, Rick Flagg did nothing to deserve this. Like, while the members of the Suicide Squad are all terrible people, he is an actual, like, hero type w- with morals and ethics yeah. trying to guide this team. He doesn't have yeah. the implant in the back of his yeah. neck. Yeah. Waller just screwed him over because Waller's a terrible, awful person. Yeah, she's, she's horrible. I feel like she thought that he might get out of it. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Well, she definitely didn't tell him he was a fucking decoy. Yeah, no. Uh, so, Javelin dies quickly. Uh, we do see TDK. Uh, the detachable kid. Yeah, have his arms flail and just start slapping the soldiers. Yeah, you. it's like, oh, man, is this yeah. going to be badass? Yeah. He's going to do some crazy stuff. Yeah. And then, no, he just like starts to sl- slap and try and attempt to punch. And whenever the, his arms fly away, or no, his arms get shot, he screams in pain, which I <laughs> love that as well. He's writhing on yeah. the ground as his detached arms yeah. are being shot 80 feet from yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Rooker flees in a panic. Into the ocean, try some away. So Waller blows up his, blows him up. But not before yeah. uh, Mongal's like, "Don't worry, guys, I got yeah. this. I'm gonna take this chopper yeah. down." And she did take the chopper down. To be she fair, she did. And yeah. the whole time is screaming, uh, insanely, and could have jumped off. I feel like and maybe saved her yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, does not. Yeah. Ends up dying in a, uh, dying in a fiery mess. Uh, which then the helicopters, uh, bits and pieces fly into Boomerang, killing him. Yeah. Yeah, which is terrible. Poor Captain Boomerang. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, and then Javelin, uh, before Michael but, Rooker uh, escapes and flees, he sees Javelin just get shot to shit. Yeah, 
Harley goes to try and save him, and he's he takes off into the ocean. Yeah, and I, I do feel like that's how uh, Wheeler's movie is for real and different is when Boomerang dies because Boomerang was the main character in the last film. He, he was yeah. a legacy character being brought back, and he dies in the opening scene. Yep, uh, without pomp, without circumstance, yeah. without really any. Yeah. Like, oh, Harley's like boomerang. And too, like Jack Courtney is not like an A-list actor, but he's a working actor as well too. Yeah. So it's not like uh, it's not like you expect like this no-name actor just to die right away or anything. You don't expect Sean Gunn, the director's brother, to die yeah. instantly. You don't <laughs> expect Michael Rooker to go and die yeah. instantly. Yeah. You don't expect Nathan Fillion yeah. to, to set all, up all, the film. all friends, the director. Yeah. 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 You don't yeah. expect any of these people yeah. to die. All people who were in Slither immediately. Oh wow. That is a callback, my friend. That is an amazing pull. Um, but so, and then we cut to the other squad. But then and this happens a lot throughout the film. Uh, oh, James, you, you neglected to mention the transference of the javelin. Yes, uh, <laughs> which javelin's javelin? He gives to Harley with the dying words and tells her tries to tell her his purpose, but he can't spit it out before he dies, which just frustrates Harley. Yep. Uh, so she's. The whole movie is searching for what she needs to do with yeah. this javelin. Um, then we cut to the other squad. We are five minutes into this movie right now. Which is Bloodsport, Polka Dot Man, Ratcatcher 2, King Shark, uh, and Peacemaker. Am I forgetting anyone? I don't think so. Nope, that's it. Okay. Uh, and then we flash back. Uh, throughout this movie, James Gunn plays with time a lot. But we'll see one scene, and then we'll see what happened to other characters. Like... He's like eight minutes earlier, all that, which I really enjoyed throughout the film. Like, I, I love the back and forth between. I yeah. Uh, I thought it was really clever. And this movie is over two hours long. It does not feel that long at all. It is patiently well. It seems like an hour and a half. Yeah. Type, yeah. Type movie. Yes. Uh, but so we get our, uh, we see, we get a real introduction of what kind of person Bloodsport is. He, he just helps his character whenever he's has a visitor and it's his daughter. Who got caught stealing, and he's mad because she got caught stealing something stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, "You didn't. You're not mad because I was stealing." He's like, "No, I got mad because you're stealing something so fucking stupid." And they end up screaming at each other, yeah. and she leaves and doing it poorly because she, she didn't have a lookout. <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, uh, is there any bigger glow up in casting from Will Smith to Idris Elba? I don't think that there's any larger of an improvement that you could have. Oh, I mean, they, they, they do play different characters. Sure. Uh, but I, and they both play the straight man for, for each of the films. They, they both well, play I will the say, out jo- there trying to save their kid. Jo- jo- Joel Kinnaman is a straight man as well, too, in the film. Uh, I guess. I, I never looked at that. But yeah. they, they, they both have that role. You're so but, sis. Uh, but You're such he, a flop. Idris Elba plays better. At the annoyance uh, of all the insanity around him, uh, than than uh, Will Smith did, I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if if there wasn't conversations, and there were, about Idris Elba needing to play fucking James Bond, those yeah. those conversations need to be reignited because Which, holy shit, he would be so good. I'll say this too. He this is, this is so kind good. of jumping later later in the film, but Bloodsport's way more badass than James Bond is. Oh my god, is he yeah. ever? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's okay. So they they make the ground. The the A the A team yeah. <laughs> makes the ground, uh, and they immediately have a a headbutting duo between the the two. 
big burly macho man. Uh, yeah. John Cena's peacemaker, uh, peacemaker, and Bloodsport. Yeah, um, because they both basically have the same skill set. Yeah. yeah, which he just elbow points out immediately. Yeah. Uh, well, we should talk about too about Poco Poco Man's personality. That basically he hates his life, hates his mother, and and just wants to die. Uh, King Shark has the intellect of a toddler. Uh, whenever King Shark raises his hand and just says "hand," uh, Thanks, amazing. Uh, whenever they're in the briefing with Waller in the flashback, uh, and Peacemaker asks, he's like, "Question: Like Starfish is slang for butthole? Do you have anything to do with like butthole? Yeah, is, there, is, there, is there any? You think there's <laughs> but, any coincidence? But he's taking notes. Is like what kills me. <laughs> uh, that was one of my favorite fucking lines. <laughs> Starfish is another name for a butthole. Um. We don't. Connection? We don't really know Polkadot's man's powers in the beginning. King Shark's obviously a shark, uh, and Ratcatcher controls rat. It's also great too because Bloodsport has a fear of rats, uh, which just makes him easy to have Ratcatcher two on his team. Uh, I do love back on the island when Idris Elba tells uh, Peacemaker to eat a, ba- a bag of dicks. <laughs> he would say, "He said I would eat every dick." On this island, if it was for liberty. Yeah. Because Peacemaker's whole stick, even in the comics, that he will do whatever it takes to get peace, no matter what. No matter who he has to kill or murder, yep. he, he will do it for yeah, has to Women, get peace. children, anybody. He will kill them for peace. Yes. Uh, which is so great. I just fucking love that sentiment. And by the way, they, they did say the Peacemaker series is both before and after the filming of this. So, again, major spoilers for the Yeah, and well, James Gunn's doing that film, uh, or that series, series. as well. Uh, yes, he is. Oh. I think Taika Waititi's directing episode, and uh, What's-His-Face, um, the director, uh, J- Jody Hill, uh, who did Fit- Fitfist Way and all the, uh, I can't believe I forgot his name, uh, Kenny Powers, oh, Danny God. McBride, yeah. all, all those series, who, who created them with him. Cool. He came in directing episode of two as well, I believe. Uh, Peacemaker has so many of my of my favorite lines from this. <laughs> Him and Idris Elba, who have the same skill set, uh, and the next scene they they go and infiltrate a uh, enemy base. Yeah, I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm gonna because we are over 20 minutes in and have barely even like 10 minutes into the movie. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you favorite scene in the movie. I think I'm about to talk about. Okay. It. Yeah. Well, mine as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think okay. this this is my favorite fucking scene in the entire movie. Uh, where they break into the enemy camp, and <laughs> I can't even talk about that fucking lot. Because they break into an enemy camp. Because it, it had a side mission. Waller realized that a flag was alive, and yeah. so the mission to go, go flag. R- r- rescue flag. Yeah. All right. So they they got a tracking beacon on flag, and they're going to get him in this enemy base. Uh, and uh, Peacemaker does some cool ass shit and shoots some people in some unique, yeah. insane ways. Yeah. Uh, and Idris Elba says. Nobody likes to show off. And yeah. then John Cena responds is saying, uh, everybody does if what they're showing off is badass. Yeah. And he's like, no, he goes, he, he, he goes, it's dope as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's dope as fuck. Yeah. Exactly. And he goes, That's exactly what he says. Yeah. Like, Shit. He's right. Amazing. But then like what made that seem so great is we realized that when they rescue flag was that they were, they actually just murdered the entire resistance group who was who was trying to stop the very people that they were trying to stop. Flag was just there, like playing cards and having a drink. Yeah, like the head honcho there. Yeah. yeah, what a great fucking twist! Like amazing, real and anything too that like I feel like people were brutally murdered. Like they were eaten alive by King Shark. 
yeah. Uh, yeah. They were burned by, alive by Polka Dot Man. They, uh, were, they were exploded to death. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by bullets. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, on that note, what, what was your favorite line from the film? Oh, man. I, I think it's got to be Peacemaker just talking about how he would eat every dick for liberty <laughs> right okay. before this. What about you? What's your favorite line? I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. There's a billion of them. Uh, but, okay, what's your favorite scene? Uh, mine was that. The, the, the scene okay, at the one, camp. Okay. Uh, yeah, great. But before, and uh, my favorite line comes from this, but what was the most tragic death for you? Oh. And, and, and even though I love Captain Boomerang, Captain Boomerang was not my, my most tragic death. <laughs> I wanted to see so much more of Weasel. I was really sad that Weasel died immediately. Uh, Weasel lives. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, the first after credit scene is Weasel is alive. Whether or not they go and rescue him is, <laughs> we'll fucking see. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, so w- w- Weasel, what's the death that hit you the hardest in the film? Uh, honestly, none of these deaths affected me in okay. any way, shape, or form. I was just sad that we saw so many die so quickly. I I, I would say there's two tragic deaths in it. One is totally po- tragic. Yeah, what, what, what? I'll get to that one. But okay. the the number two. And before number one is Polka Dot Man, I feel like. When Polka Dot Man... Yeah, we were all hoping he'd make it. Yeah, and Polka Dot Man helps... We already talked about him, but helps them fight Starro and really hurt Starro. He provides a um, lot of comic relief in this film, too. Yeah, he does. With his but, mom. But he goes, he goes, I did it. I, I, I'm a superhero. And he's so happy for the first time, and, and then he dies. Immediately after he says he's a superhero. But the most tragic death is... By uh, by far, by a wide margin, and like I didn't expect it either. F- Flag's death was so brutal as well, too, especially because Peacemaker is just such an awful, uh, awful person. And Flag is someone that, like we talked about, actually has a set of like morals and ethics and guiding principles. Yeah, the only and, one on the whole team. Yeah, and is actually trying to other than maybe Ratcatcher. Yeah, too, uh, in a weird way. But like, and so like in. And I love that fight with Tim Peacemaker. It was a brutal, like, evenly matched toe-to-toe fight, all, all things considered. It was a knockdown, yeah. knockout fight, yes. Uh, and basically, Peacemaker won, basically, by happenstance of what happened to be around him and desperation, but stabbing Rick Flagg through the heart. And then Rick Flagg delivered my favorite line when he goes and looks at him as he's dying and goes, Peacemaker. What a fucking joke. Uh, yeah. And, like, you can tell. By the look on John Cena's face, that, that hit like, him, yeah. yeah, that uh, hit him, yeah. So like, that's why I'm excited for the TV series to also take place after this as well too, because yeah. you can tell killing Flag and what Flag told him, what Flag's last words had an impact on on, on who he will become as yeah. well. I let's let's talk about my favorite cameo of the whole movie, uh, mm-hmm. Ratcatcher One. Taika Waititi, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Also, this movie, like it. Does like the, it makes you care about the characters so well. Like it, it does a tragic background. So we get we learn about Polka Dot's back Polka Dot Man's backstory. We get about a minute for it. Sad and tragic for what it was and it works. Which by the uh, way, what's what's that actor's name? David Deschamel. He was also in Ant Man. And he was also the tragic character in uh Dark Knight uh as the policeman who was, like, he was. schizophrenic, yeah. He's also written a few comic books as well too. He is a phenomenal. 
Yeah. I love him anytime I see him. Yeah. He was also in James Bond Reboot as well, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, Goofy looking dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like the backstories, we get that for like one minute. Like it, it worked for, for like, for what it was. And like we feel for him. Yeah, for Ratcatcher. He sees his mom and everybody. Yes. Because uh, his I love mom, the scene in yeah. the club uh, where they're finally all able to let loose. The dancing scene. Also, another great line. Whenever John Cena's like, "What? What do you locals drink around here?" He's like, "Ferment, ferment all, all around," uh, which is a, an Italian like liqueur. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for now, yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, that, that was just great because uh, I don't know, it, it just worked really well. But seeing them all dance on the dance floor, but seeing polka dot man dance on the dance floor. It's seeing his it mom is like all around. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then John Cena's outfit, like they're un, like in disguise outfits, were all great. For some reason, Idris Elba was dressed as like a uh, green beret, but John yeah. Cena was in a uh, <laughs> super like tight polo and sh- sh- that barely yeah. got to his navel. Rick Fly wearing the cowboy hat worked for, worked as well. Loved it. Uh, yep. But like uh, right before they go and save Harley, too. we we saw a bit of. Uh, Rocket's background, but we actually like get to see like Tyka's like one scene where actually like gets to deliver lines. Yeah. But like why rats? Like that scene also like like hit me emotionally. Like it was James Gunn is so good at like having people you shouldn't care about making you care about them. It reminds me. Yondu. Uh, yeah. No. Yondu it, much, I was gonna yeah. say it reminds me at the end of Guardians Two, yeah. where Guardians funeral and like the clothing scene is just Rocket shedding a tear. Like Rocket is a computer animated cartoon talking rat, and like that that's still like. Hit me in the feels, as the children say. Yeah, um, I've got goosebumps talking about this. Yeah, shit. yeah. Like, and for a movie as ridiculous as this, as a movie as ridiculous, where Master one Master talking about eating a bag of dicks for liberty, like to, to be able to have, like to, to have that tone go all over the place and still be as absurd, but still make you feel emotionally for these characters, like. I 100%, I'm super excited. I'm way more excited for the Peacemaker show now than I was before I saw this movie. But I want more Bloodsport as well, too. I would love more Bloodsport. And and, and even more Ratcatcher. Alice Braga, Alicia Braga, whatever her name is. She was great as Ratcatcher also. Or Ratcatcher too. But yeah, it was so well done. And we haven't even talked about him. The Thinker? Yes. Yeah. Peter Capaldi. Uh... He didn't have a ton of seats or tolerance, but he had a fair amount. But he, he's so great. And, like, just, like, his physical expressions. Like, whenever uh, Bloodsport tells him to smile in the bar, like, the fake smile he puts on, it's just so well done. Like, it's just little things like that that, like, last half a second that, like, I love. I mean, Peter Capaldi just said he is a classically trained actor. He was the fucking doctor. Like, Yeah, well, all he, and for anyone that's watched Veep, uh, I recommend watching The Thick of It, which is a show Veep is based on. He plays a lead in that series. And if you enjoy the cursing in Veep, uh, in the masterful level, in the master class, and swearing that that show is, Peter Capaldi does it on a whole other, a whole other level. I didn't think of it. Oh, and I, 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 we were pre-show talking that I've been binging Veep, and I've got, I'm down to the last episode of season four. So I'm, you know, last time we talked, I was on season two. So like, yeah, yeah. I've been moving yeah, yeah. on this shit. I'm, I now need to go watch In the Thick of It because yeah. I've seen the trailers right before. It looks great. Yeah, it's fantastic. In uh, the Thick of It. It's not called In the and, Thick of It. And if you watch that, you should also watch a movie called uh, In the Loop, which is connected with it. has one of my favorite lines of all time. What's the line? Uh, whenever uh, they're 
the member of the parliament is being grilled by he flies over to the to the US for this like nuclear like armistice meeting and he's basically like a patsy like he doesn't he's not he's a student he's not good at his job and they're like well what does our representative from the UK say he's like well you know what we say in England it's uh it's <laughs> it's difficult difficult lemon difficult Instead of it's easy peasy, <laughs> easy. Yeah. It's difficult, difficult, lemon difficult. Love it. Also, great scenes in there between Peter Capaldi and James Gandolfini acting off one another. Oh, Gandolfini's in there. Yeah, shit. yeah. Oh wow, that that really turns the tide. Yeah. Uh, anyway, right. the Suicide Squad. Yeah, back to the the English film. Yeah. We're, the English action film we're but talking about. I think it was Olympics, right? I think. This probably had like I was expecting it, but like I think like the most like badass scene of any DC film that I've seen so far uh, was towards the end or Bloodsport. Bloodsport basically his suit is all different kinds of weapons yeah. uh, and attachments for his weapons. And at the end, whenever they're fighting the Starro zombies, uh, where he's just pulling new weapons off his suit and firing them was just incredible. Like I, I, I loved, loved it, and I love seeing that he like ran out and was yeah. like, "Oh fuck, we're in trouble." You know, and there's even like little stuff in this film. Like I love like. When the building's collapsing and Bloodsport, Harley, Pokemon Man are all running from the building collapsing. I love that Harley surpassed in, uh, all of them and ran faster because she is that she is a gymnast, gymnast basically. Yeah. yeah. So, like, th- th- that makes sense. It wasn't just the other guys passing her. Uh, and we haven't talked about it that much. We talked about it that But Margot Robbie was amazing in this film. Yeah. There's, I could talk about Margot Robbie in this film for about an hour and 48 minutes consecutively without a break. I mean, I need a break at an hour 48 because, you know, I got to have some water. I got to take a piss, but Holy shit. She actually did the scene where she unlocks herself. Um, which was fantastic. Yeah. It was really yeah, cool. She steals some keys off of a prison guard that she strangles with her thighs, uh, and gets out and just blows away all the guards, uh, leading to one of the funnest spoiler moments, uh, where she meets her uh, her rescuers before her, in their attempt to rescue her. She's like, I can go back. Yeah, but yeah. like everything was so earnest and so beautifully acted from her in those moments. Oh, I know. Especially, it made it even better with Bloodsport halfway up the wall already, like hanging sideways on the wall, like with the rope. Uh, I mean, I don't. And also with King Shark being on the radio. I don't throw this around lightly, but like she could, in my opinion, easily have like a supporting actress nomination yeah. in her role because it's so. Oh, I agree. Good. It'll never happen, but it, it no, would be it fantastic. Never, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. A girl can dream. Sure. Right? Uh, she can. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You have my permission. Although we say that, but that means Oscars are different. But like WandaVision did get a fair, no- fair amount of nominations. Yeah, well, yeah, well deserved. There's every chance. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I feel like the Oscars nominating Black Panther was like the best Marvel could hope for. Yeah, well, this is DC, bitch. That's true. <laughs> yeah, sky's the limit, motherfucker. Yeah, uh, critical darlings, DC films. Uh, is this the best DV- DC film since? I, I was talking Knight? about that. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I love Shazam. Like, I, I thought Shazam was great. And oh, interesting. Yeah. Pull as your favorite yeah. since the Dark Knight. Other than what we're talking about. Uh, and I loved One Woman uh, as well, too. So, it, Aquaman, was, Aquaman was a good popcorn film. 
Uh, but I, I think it's probably the the best DC. It's, it's my favorite DC film. This and The Dark Knight are the two best DC films that there have ever been. And that's not hyperbole. That's not me having any recency bias. That is, in my opinion, a fact. And unless The Flash or the Aquaman sequel come out and blow the roof off the doors, which isn't going to fucking happen, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, this is going to be the best thing that we're going to have for a long time. I will say the Warner Brothers president did say that they have future plans for James Gunn, which makes me excited. Yeah. James Gunn also, in his Instagram stories, hinted that there would not only be a Peacemaker series, which has obviously been shot already and announced, yeah. but that there would be another Suicide Squad character that he's going to do a series with. I mean, that'd be great. I, yeah. I'd love to see that as well, too. Yeah, he, he responded to somebody that asked him about that and said, maybe, yeah. and made it seem like there was definitely... Because we also know, too, that like DC will announce 25 things, and then none of them will come to fruition. Produce four of them. Although they did cast uh, Blue Beetle for the Blue Beetle movie as well. Uh, oh. We were talking about the casting of Bat- Batgirl as well, but anyways, that's a lose at this point. I think we did talk about Batgirl. Was, yeah, okay. I don't think we talked about Blue Beetle, though. Um. So, anyways, that's been cast. Anyway, did you see this in theaters or on HBO Max? I saw this in HBO Max because I just got a brand new 65 inch TV. I plugged my soundbar into it. Sounded amazing. Looks great. I will say I was going to see it in theaters, but I just didn't have the time. So I watched an HBO Max, but this film is definitely worth a watch in theaters. And this film is also incredibly rewatchable as well. I know this isn't like the metric like we use for like rewatchability anymore. But, like, if this was a film that, like, you were scrolling through channels and you saw it on, like, TNT or TBS, like, it, it's when you stop and you watch for a while and you get sucked in and you know that an, an hour and a hour and a half has passed and you didn't realize it. Yep. And then you're like, oh, man, this is already almost done? Shit. The one, too, that, like, I, I want to see special features. Like, I want to see the cut scenes and the outtakes from this film yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm, I will be purchasing this film the second yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you rate this on a scale of 1 to 10? Nine and a half. I give it a ten. Like yeah, it's, it's it's perfect. Yeah, it it was amazing. Uh, I I think it has a good chance to be in my top ten uh, at the at the end of the year. Uh, I think it has a great chance of being my number one overall at the end of the year. Uh, it's already there right now, and I don't see anything pushing it out of the top three that's going to be coming out. Uh well, you say Sorry, that Shang Chi and all of the uh, animated Batman. Hush yeah. series that we or whatever. Uh, long, long Halloween, Halloween. Yeah. yeah, which actually looks good. Yeah, it actually does. I know. Look good. Yeah, we have Long Halloween and Justice, like <laughs> like <laughs> stories like we care about. I will say this, this is not like talking about Suicide Squad, but I do appreciate that like we can at least get these ad- adaptations of like comic storylines that like we love that we probably will never see like in live action. Uh, through the animated yeah, it's, films. It's fun seeing them in a reimagined yeah. light. And sometimes they're great, like the Flashpoint one was phenomenal. And sometimes they are terrible, like the Killing Joke. But yeah. it, it yeah, is what it is. The first one that comes yeah. to mind if I think of something yeah. that's really shitty. Hey, you want to watch something that you're going to be miserable seeing start to finish? Yeah. Watch the Killing Joke. Do, do you want to see Batgirl and Batwoman be an item? Then here you go. Do you want to watch, or do you want to read one of the greatest Batman stories and then consecutively? Uh, watch one of the worst Batman stories ever <laughs> yeah. put to film. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Uh, next week, we're actually having a double feature. We are going to be doing the first two episodes of Marvel's What If, yep. and we're going to be doing Masters of the Universe on Netflix as well. The first five episodes have been released of that, so watch Masters of the Universe. Uh, it's already out, and by the time this episode drops, the first episode of What If will be out as well, too. 
Yeah, uh, it came out today and has yeah. had mediocre reviews. Uh, for the Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. And I'm Venture, your favorite local lovable stoner. Henchman ain't easy. <laughs>